0: You're listening to another AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious
1: Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross.
0: Hi, it's Anne-Marie and welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show brought to you by the InfluenceAlliance.com, the business building community for coaches and consultants who are change makers and want to make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. Now, today's guest says, go fishing where the fish are. Now, that makes sense. Joining me on today's show is Michelle J. Raymond. Michelle is passionate about helping small businesses to boost their reputation as well as their their revenue using LinkedIn. And on today's show, she's going to talk about why everyone and everyone in business needs a LinkedIn company page, how small companies can compete against big companies on LinkedIn, as well as the best content type that will attract opportunities. So welcome to the show, Michelle.
1: Thank you, Amory. I'm so excited to talk to your audience today about how they can really get their message to change the world out there. So thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. And it's such an honor. And one of the things that we mentioned before we went live was I've never had anyone on the show that spoke about or speaking about company pages. So it's a first for us. And I know that you've been working in this particular area for quite some time. So you've been able to do a lot of trialing of uh, what you're going to be sharing as far as content is concerned. But what was one of the things that attracted you to company, you know, company pages? because of the fact that not many people, if if at all, were talking about them back when you started.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. I am one of the very few crazy people out there that talks about the benefits and the advantages of company pages. I wholeheartedly believe that LinkedIn also is really focusing on that because at the end of the day, they need to make money and how they do that currently most of all on LinkedIn is through ads and you need a company page to run ads. So I'm placing a pretty big bet, betting the house, so to speak, that they are going to just keep pumping company pages full of um, actual new infrastructure to make them a bit user-friendly. And, you know, I've just gone really hard on that. And it started almost by accident because I realized when I went out, first of all, to show people, you know, I've got this amazing training program and I really want to teach other people how they can use LinkedIn as a platform to attract new opportunities And this all happened because of COVID, right? Old school selling methods went out the window last year. So, you know, I come from a 20 plus years of selling. So that was mainly around, you know, customer visits. We're talking about um, old school trade shows, industry events, and they all got cancelled overnight. And even just yesterday, I had another example. We were due to start at 1pm, an event that had been organised, and 12.30 we had to cut it off because of COVID. Now, if you're a small business and you rely on... those trade shows and those selling methods what happens when they're taken away and you know this is where I got into company pages Uh, you need a presence online you know and so that's what I I started out with and you know even even funnier was I would go out and I'd say I've got this amazing training program I can teach you how to use LinkedIn and the small business owners would come back to me with like almost this despair looked on their face going Michelle, where do you think we're going to find the time to do that? You know, I'm already wearing 50 hats, right? And I'm sure you have you know, a lot of your entrepreneurs out there are doing exactly the same thing. They are, you know, marketing, they're accounting, they are the GM, they're HR, they're doing literally every job function all at once. And so when you're a time-poor business owner, but you recognize that you need to be visible, then that's where my, you know, services came in to start helping other people manage their company pages. Um, And, you know, that's where the journey started. And I started to see, the value that they were getting and opportunities that were coming because at the end of the day, I'm not there to be famous. I'm there to generate opportunities for people to really grow. And, you know, I started to see those within, you know, on average it takes about three to six months, so not a long time. Starting from scratch, I'm not talking from existing pages. Um, I'm also a little unique that I actually love starting from ground zero. So I'm not the person that wants to come in when your page is cracking. I'm the person that wants to start at the beginning and really show you a fast track way to do it. So yeah, I love it.
0: And by the way, for those of you you, who are listening and uh, watching along, if you do have a question that is around LinkedIn company pages, please uh, ask away and I, depending on time, but we will incorporate that for some of those key questions I know uh, you guys will find valuable. I mean, just from the point of view, and I know we spoke about this earlier, but let's just get this on the table. I mean, we obviously know that building a personal brand as a business, a company is so very important and we need to be doing that as well. But if I think of company pages versus the, the post, you know, the status posts where you are building more of your personal brand, one of the benefits that I see, and this may be something that you share too, Michelle, is that once you have a status post, there's so many posts that someone can go back in a month's time, even a week's time, maybe even a day time, and your post has disappeared. Yet if you're starting to create some incredible assets and collateral on your company page, and people click across to that, they can go searching and reveling in all of the content that you shared. I mean, that alone is a benefit of putting a lot of that content on a company page too, yes?
1: Yeah, it becomes almost like your free mini website. Um, One of the features that I love about LinkedIn company pages is when you natively upload video onto them, you almost get your own YouTube channel as well. And LinkedIn actually rates really well in search engine results on Google. It's, you know, normally if you Google your name or your business name, the LinkedIn result will be right at the top. So there's businesses out there that are paying thousands of dollars every month to try and get, you know, top position with the search engine optimization. And they don't really need to do that they could have a company page and realistically you're setting this up it takes 15-20 minutes at max to set up a company page it's free. Um, and, you know, the reason that I love them is whether you're a solopreneur or if you have a hundred thousand employees, we well, all get the same space for free. So this isn't a pay to play, you know, whoever's got the biggest budget wins. You get the same banner size, the same logo size, the same number of characters. And until I find another platform that someone can prove to me that it's an even playing field for small and big business, then for now I'm sticking with LinkedIn company pages.
0: Yeah. What I love about LinkedIn as a platform in general is that the culture of the people that are hanging out there, they're there to do business. Unlike some of the other social platforms, which really are social, LinkedIn really is business focused. And I, I know that I'm there. I know that you're there to do business and, and many others as, as well. We're starting to see a few things filter, but within filter in, you know, more of the social aspects and people are more than just their businesses and brands, of course. However, I think on the LinkedIn company page we're really able to showcase the best of our content that people can find who are looking at at possibly, um, you know, engaging us for our services. So what are some other benefits of having a company page that maybe surprisingly people aren't aware of yet, Michelle? Look, and you just
1: nailed it. You introduced me at the start of the show. I am someone that says go fishing where the fish are. So if your actual ideal client or opportunity is a professional or a business, they're on LinkedIn and they're there to do business as you just highlighted. Often what I find is small business owners, they're trying to compete on Instagram, they're trying to compete on Facebook, they're spending $100 a week on ads on both. And when I ask them, you know, are you getting any return, they're really not uh, because they're what we call saturated platforms. So there's too many people creating content for those that are consuming it. You know, both platforms, Facebook and Instagram, have been around for a long time. Now, the beauty of LinkedIn is if you come across there, it's actually the other way around. So we don't have enough content creators for the amount that's being consumed. And so without having to pay, again, I'm all about using the free services within LinkedIn you actually get the opportunity to stand out with organically without having to fork out big budgets for marketing spends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, again, that's another added bonus for a business that you actually get all this traction for little to no cost just the time you invest in it. So company pages... Uh, for me, the other way that I look at it is I've now got two chances. If I've got my personal brand and, you know, that's Michelle J. Raymond and I have my business called Good Trading Co. We're actually whilst, you know, at the moment it's a solopreneur and I, you know, have some other people that work for me, what actually happens is I'm different to my business. You know, I am not Good Trading Co. and Good Trading Co. isn't me. There are mm. some unique differences between us. You know, I, I there are things I'm passionate about personally but I may not want to share that on my on my business page. Now, think about this. It's about having two opportunities to show up in the news feed. I think you're actually missing an opportunity to really get out there just by putting some content on the company page and your personal. And it shouldn't be the same content, but it should be in the same similar style, very personal. But you've got two chances, you know, two chances for free. Whereas people that ignore their company page... Uh, you're already 50% down. So I'm going with it, going, you can, you know, if you create five posts per week, even if you did three on your personal and two on your company, you're showing up everywhere, you know, all the time and you've got two chances. So
0: yeah, another reason why I think they're awesome. So you mentioned that we really should not be sharing similar content, the same content at you know, verbatim across the personal profile and also your company page. But if, say, for instance, you created a video and how you shared, you know, the, the obviously, and I think we now have, uh, 3,000 characters whether we should use all those characters or not <laughs> say what you need to pay in the amount of words don't you know <laughs> string it out which is a whole other topic I'm sure we could we could carry on about yes. Michelle but I mean if you then share it in a certain way on your personal profile with your personal brand then maybe bring and upload the uh, natively on your company page but you take a different viewpoint you bring it through the lens of the the company more so, so Are you then able to use the same creative but how you approach it and share it's going to be different? What you've just
1: nailed right there is my number one tip that I give to small business owners when they start creating content for a company page is repurpose as much as you can. So don't do it on the same day because the, you know, real temptation for business owners is to use, you know, scheduling tools whether it's like Hootsuite or Social Pilot or all of these kind of scheduling tools the temptation is to go send to all the places and you know unfortunately you'll do yourself a disservice because one people will think that they've already seen it in the feed and just scroll on by two what works on other platforms doesn't work on linkedin um the same so a classic example of that is instagram your you love hashtags you know Mm -hmm. they reward hashtags on linkedin if you go more than three or four, you're actually going to get penalised. Now, so if you try and just copy one size fits all, it falls over. But I'm a big fan of if something is has been done on your personal profile just use it on your company page maybe a few days later or a week later depending what it is Um, but especially if you're promoting an event you know twice in in the week the chances of it being seen by the same people is fairly minimal the algorithm looks after most of that stuff and you can actually just go in and if someone sees it we don't tend to get annoyed in our news feed if we go i've already seen that we just scroll by it's not really anything that we get upset by so don't be afraid to actually use both
0: yeah I love that and I love the way too that you've mentioned you know repurpose and definitely schedule it across different uh, days because then it allows you to use the same creative uh, across the, the different times. And you just don't know when an audience or your ideal client is going to be engaging on the platform. But the beautiful thing about a company page, of course, is all of your content is is there. And I remember when we first met uh, on LinkedIn and I had a look at your company page, I actually stayed there for a little while scrolling down or oh, what she's saying here. And so you really are engaging on, you know, on your page with all of your content. And the thing that you're sharing and uh, and writing. Another benefit that I see in that instance too is that I know a lot, and I, I want to ask you about this, a lot of other platforms, and I'm sure LinkedIn is like this too, they want to keep people within the platform. So there's a debate often that we want to get people off the platform and engaging on your own website. I think those days are gone because if you're providing such quality content within the native, you know, the, the actual, like say, in this instance, company pages they're going to make their mind up about you or not from what they're engaging with whether or not they're doing it on your you know your page so why not on your own website I should say so is that the same with LinkedIn they want to keep people on the platform so use your company page as a way that will allow you to do that as you said like your web page Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I'm with you. The second you start taking people off platform, it becomes too hard. You know, especially there's a lot of evidence to suggest that gated content is the kind of content where you make someone give you their email address so that they can do a free download so that you can then bombard them with spam later on and get them down a funnel. And, you know, we treat people like, you know, part of a machine. On LinkedIn and especially company pages, the trick is to make sure that you keep as tension for as long as possible. LinkedIn will help you because it also penalizes you if you have links to external websites and that, that works across company pages and personal. Now, why do they do that? put simply, the longer you spend time on LinkedIn, the more ads you see, the more ads you see, the more money they make. The second you take someone off, so YouTube links are a really great example of that. If you have a video that you have just taken and you've uploaded it onto YouTube, instead of doing that, just upload it straight onto your company page and then upload it on YouTube separately. And yes. what will happen is you won't get penalized. And also, like I said, you'll get your own little YouTube channel. Um, and, because you've got to think, you know, who owns who owns YouTube? Not Microsoft, who owns LinkedIn. So do they want your money to go across? No, they don't. So, you know, when we start to think about what's the motivation, we all love coming to LinkedIn because it's free, you know, and the way it stays free is ads. So the more that you keep people on there, that's what LinkedIn's always going to encourage and support. So,
0: Yeah, fantastic. And now I know, say, in the example that you mentioned about uh, videos, I know that there's a time limit, isn't there, for videos. So what you're saying is really the video it's 10 minutes isn't it 10 minutes it is, is, that- on it, is. it definitely is 10 minutes and I would say that if you're going to upload onto
1: LinkedIn I would cut those videos and just grab a snippet of around two minutes give or take um, no more than three because you don't have that much attention span of people they're there to glance and skim they ver- they very rarely even read the whole posts you know and it sounds crazy because we we spend so much time creating these perfectly created posts that most people just skim. You know, they're they're skimming while they're watching TV or doing other jobs and you really got to think, like, you know, how long does it take your thumb to scroll one screen? It's, you know, half a second. Um, So you've really got a lot of work to do to say if someone stops, that's amazing and then you the next step that you want them to do is press that magical see more button and ultimately we want them to leave a comment so you know when we're driving conversations on linkedin it's important with company pages that they they're human just as much as on your personal because quite often they get used as free advertising space. And we, we talk about me, 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 my company, my products, my widgets, and everybody just snoozes and goes back to sleep. What they're listening for is how does your company solve my problem? How are you going to make my life easier? Why should I buy from you instead of, you know, the person down, down the road? So when yeah. you start changing the content and flip it around and go, what's that person sitting there? What's their challenges? Is it time? Is it budget? Is it your unique service? Um there's very few unique businesses out there, you know, but your staff are unique. your team and way of doing things is unique. and that's why if you have a smartphone anywhere near you, it is the most powerful tool that you can have on LinkedIn is to grab your phone and take action shots around the office of your team doing their every day and share that on your company page. It performs, A 1000% better than any other type of content that I've tried across various company pages in all kinds of industries. Hands down, an iPhone or smartphone photo of uh, someone that works for you will win every single day.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you should say that because that's kind of what I'm hearing as, as well, that perfectly curated, uh, overproduced, if, if you will, even when it comes to, to kind of the audio and, and video, there's something about that that creates almost like a, um, yeah, there's a barrier in between whether someone's going to engage at a deeper level and it is those behind the scenes now imagine if you do a behind the scenes of how you create something for a client or the process or the why this is so important that you do x y and z because it's going to allow your clients to achieve you know abc kind of thing those are the kind of the stories i think people are really engaging with and ultimately even though it might be a behind the scene, it's still adding value, isn't it? And, and I would imagine creating almost this, yes, tick, this is someone who I know I'm, I'm beginning to know better. I'm beginning to like them more because I love the style and their team looks amazing. They're smiling and I know that it's not put on for a, you know, a branded shoot and I trust them. Because there's this mm. consistency that's coming through, and um, that that's a, a, one of those best pieces of content types to attract opportunities. Let's talk a little bit about competing against the larger companies on LinkedIn. If you've got a small company and you say we can campaign, it doesn't, you know, whether we're small and and larger there. What are some of the things you're noticing? Look, one of the
1: things that I love is that you don't have to pay for ads you know, as a company to really get reach on LinkedIn. If you create good content that adds value to your ideal audience and you do that consistently, you will see results. I know that it takes approximately, if you're starting from zero, roughly around six months, maybe a little bit less, but let's say six months worth case scenario for people to recognize you, know you, like you, trust you and then opportunities start popping up. So it's not, we're not talking that you need to invest a significant amount of time. You have the same number of characters. Like I said, we all get the same amount. Um, We've all got 3000 characters these days, and I'm with you. If you have that much to say, I've tried to write a post and, you know, an article that long and a post. Uh, And realistically, if you've got that much to say, jump on the podcast with Anne-Marie, because it's a much longer conversation that you should have. Um, So what we're finding is a small business can really create a perception of being much larger so it's difficult on LinkedIn to go into the company page and really find out how many employees have none of us have got time for that all we want to do is have a look and say how do you go about your business now those that are front and center and top of mind by being consistent outplay any of these bigger guys now you you said just before about you know the branded content and you know how it's not really working the reason that it doesn't and i i always cringe when you know the marketing team comes in and they've created this really beautiful company branded you know graphics and things and I have to politely tell them, I don't want to use it. And, you know, the look, they've got steam coming out of their eyes and I'm, you know, kind of you know, standing back. But what happens is they look like ads in the feed. Yeah. The more branded your content is, it looks like an ad. We all went across to Netflix because we didn't want to watch free to air, you know, ads in between shows. So just think we do that on social media. Again, we don't want ads as much as possible. And regardless of whether it's an ad or not, it could be something really valuable. The impression when you're scrolling for half a second as it's going on by is it's an ad. So yeah, less branding will get you further reach and it's all about attention. The more that you can get, the more opportunities that will come your way when your ideal client is ready to purchase. Now, one of the things that comes up is people say, Michelle, you don't get likes and comments on your company page like you do on you know your personal page. And I say, yes that doesn't mean they're not working and if i had a dollar for every client that just popped out of the woodworks and re-quoted one of my posts and i'm sitting there scratching my head saying but you didn't like or comment. I didn't even know you were on LinkedIn because we know that 90% of people on the platform will never, ever like, comment or post. Yes. 9% will do it infrequently and 1% will do it, you know, create content. They're crazy stats. Like basically 99% of people will come onto the platform and never take an action. It yeah. doesn't mean they're not watching and especially so with company pages. And I've got a theory that it's, they don't, they Maybe either not wanting other people to know that they don't know things that you might be able to teach them. It could be a competitive advantage that they don't want anyone else to know about that they've seen your services and they think, yes, if I get that, I'm going to, you know, really stand out. So there's a number of reasons I don't think that people, you know, reach out as such. Yes. Um, and so it's just conscious just because you're not getting those little dopamine hits from likes and comments. You know, they feel good likes and comments. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm with everyone on that, but it, on company pages. They don't get that many, which is why it's important to get your employees to jump in there and like as much as you can because, unfortunately, the algorithm is driven by likes and, you know, getting your employees to lead the way. If your employees don't like it, why should anyone else? Um,
0: so, yeah. I mean, Luke, what you just said there about the likes and comments, absolutely. I mean, we do we do appreciate them and it does prompt or, or kind of, you know, get the algorithm moving. However, I've heard that time and time again and across different platforms as well. And in fact, I heard someone once say um, her target audience is not typically the people who comment and like, because they're typically not her clients but the people behind that they're the the real action takers and and her ideal clients and she really focuses on that I mean I just shared a post and it was not even a post it was just this random thought that I had and I shared it on my uh, Facebook page uh, just Facebook and actually one of my uh, older former clients messaged me emailed me and said oh I just love that by the way we need to chat so we're booked in for another call so these kind of things happen they don't necessarily engage but if you're consistently showing going up. And not really being disillusioned by kind of what we would call the vanity numbers, but rather building reputation equity, which is that quality content that you know is going to be valuable consistently. That's what's going to get that ideal client who probably is stalking you, your personal brand posts, your business page, you know, your company page. That's what happens, and then all of a sudden they go, right, I'm ready to uh, to make that decision. I mean, this has been a wonderful, um, I mean, just valuable. Uh, interview with you today, Michelle. If you think about, and you mentioned five posts, but if someone is just getting started and thinking, look, I do want to start doing that, what would you say would be the best number of times that they should post and I know that this is as how long's a piece of string but enough to say look if you're doing this consistently for say twice a week or whatever it might be that you're going to share with us over a you know longer period of three to six months those seeds will start to to really be nurtured and generate some great inquiries and ultimately business what's a good kind of number do you think that we should be posting
1: Look, I'm totally with you and, you know, back to our earlier conversation here is that, you know, I appreciate that people are running a business and wearing lots of hats. So my answer to how many should they do is always what can you do consistently? So if that number is once per fortnight, then that's once per fortnight. Uh, Would I prefer at least three times a week? Absolutely. But if that's not manageable, I would rather you do once a fortnight over time and build up to maybe once a week and then over time keep building up then hit and miss hit and miss hit and miss and so consistency will win hands down Uh, and so it's not really a magic number and that could be just one on your personal one on your company If you are currently creating three, I would say probably two on your personal and one on your company while you're setting out. Um, And it's just important that you use your invite credits that LinkedIn gives you each month because you can create all the content in the world, but if you don't have an audience, it's useless. So make sure that you use your invite credits each month to really build the page up and you're leaving a trail for people to follow. So that if they're, you know, stalking you in the background, which, you know, we know that they are, then there's something there for them to find, you know, and something Something of interest. And so, yeah, do what's manageable, do what's sustainable. Um, you know, companies like mine have outsourcing services so that you can actually, if you're never going to get around to it, then, you know, outsource to someone else. We've all got jobs like that within our businesses that you're just never going to do it. Uh, And my clients, typically, this is the line, I know I should, but, you know, I don't have time. I don't have the resources. Michelle, I don't want to do social media. You know, it's really funny. So if you fall into those kind of categories, like every other part of your business, then, you know, find someone that has that service that can help you out because not being visible on social media across different platforms uh, is just not an option in 2021.
0: Absolutely. So Michelle, if someone is interested in finding out more about uh, some of the done for you services that I know you offer and do so well for your clients, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Obviously, they're going to find me on
1: LinkedIn. So please come and find Michelle J. Raymond. And the reason the is in there is because there's a thousand other Michelle Raymonds. Uh, so that's important. If you have a common name, make sure you go and add your initial in so your personal brand will stand out. And if you want to come and find more tips and tricks on how to get the most out of company pages, then please come and follow my company page called Good
0: Trading Co good trading co. Well, look, thank you so much, Michelle. I know that we have only scratched the surface. However, you've certainly, uh, I, I know, you you won me over anyway when you started sharing. <laughs> I read a couple of your posts and I went, "Yep, yeah, yes. that makes sense. I mean, yeah, you didn't have to share too many other reasons why. I mean, it just makes, it's common sense, really. I mean, why wouldn't you have a company page where you can put all of your thought leadership collateral for your ideal client? to continue to engage with all in that one place in the LinkedIn platform where there's your ideal clients hanging out searching for content and your content and expertise may just be uh, the content and, and expertise that they're looking for so why not well thank you so much Michelle for coming on the show absolute pleasure thank you
1: for the opportunity um as you know i'm pretty passionate about helping small businesses grow and really share their stories so thanks for the opportunity to join as one of your guests i appreciate it
0: And before we go, I know you had a wonderful uh, interview there and took away a lot of notes, but I want to talk about just one little tip about how to stand out, be heard and influence for this week. Now, if you're struggling to come up with some content ideas, specifically the kind of content that your ideal client wants to read, and that will help you to stand out and be heard and become that influential voice for your ideal client, there was an interesting poll that LinkedIn shared a little while ago, but it is going to be helpful especially when you're thinking of all of the content and your strategy moving forward. Now, this particular poll said fresh ideas and inspiration topped the poll at 60%, followed by new industry ideas insights in second place at 29%, a little bit lower. But here's what I would add, especially important if you want to add value to the conversation while build your reputation as that trusted authority. Be mindful that your fresh ideas and inspiration are specific and relevant to your industry. Because while those inspirational, those popularity posts may generate higher levels of engagement, you'll want to spend the majority of your time creating posts that does challenge the status quo. I know many of you are changing makers who are listening to this show inspires new ways of thinking to your industry while also showing your thought leadership. So specificity and relevancy are so important. So just three quick tips to get you started in those creative juices flowing. Look at what other people in your industry are talking about and go deeper, much deeper. Second, pinpoint areas that no one else is talking about. As we just heard, Michelle recognized that not many people, if many at all, actually, we're talking about company pages on LinkedIn. So she recognized there was a gap in the market. What is the gap in your market? Find that evidence, validates its importance and relevance to your ideal client and continue to bring fresh and innovative insights into that area and research other industries and pinpoint overlapping similarities, challenges, solutions to build a broad, you know stronger business case for why change is needed and why outdated principles and approaches in your industry are no longer valid and continue to share that. And remember to continue to share that on your company page on LinkedIn. Now, if this is something that you're struggling with, let's make a time to chat. Just send me an email over at help at Have a wonderful week. Bye for now.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the InfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.